Corpse fucking. Corpse fucking. Yeah. Corpse fucking. Corpse fucking. Corpse fucking. Yeah. Corpse fucking. Doesn't quite work the way I want it to. Corpse fucking. Corpse fucking. Yeah. It's on two different ones, so I can't make it work the way I want it to. I'm joining the group, by the way. <laughs> what, the Flick Chat group? Yep. You're doing it right now. Right now. A little bit ahead of schedule. A little bit ahead. I thought you would let it go till the very yeah. last second. I was thinking about it, but we could just say that that's what it happens to, you know? <laughs> no, you're all like, don't dox me, bro. Don't dox me, man. Hashtag don't dox me. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> don't let the people know how ugly Matt really is. <laughs> Where the fuck is Matt? Nice. <laughs> oh, you really are in there. I really am in there, yeah. <laughs> I'm this, right here, motherfucker. <laughs> is this a part where you start talking shit about, like, everybody, literally? Everybody? Uh, 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 this link chat? Yeah, the, like all the stuff that they've been talking shit about you forever, waiting for you to show up. Now no, you're going to explain I haven't, read it, I, I haven't read it all yet, so I, I suppose we're going to get there. Everything loud enough for you? Yeah, everything's perfect. All right, let's just get this fucking over with. The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. to the 217th week straight of Cinema PsyOps. Sitting across from me in the studio, finally on the Flick Chat app because he doesn't want to be doxxed, is Matt. Yeah, I decided to show up. Hey, everyone. How's it going? <laughs> and by the way, everybody, I'm Court. If you didn't already know that, I'm the guy that runs Barter Town and makes sure that all of this stuff actually works. This is true. Thank God. Including Matt. Yeah. And don't thank God. Thank me. I'm the highest power in this room. Damn. Damn, dude. All right. Actually, I would think your processor might be the highest form of being in this room. Which processor? The one with the cowboy hat. <laughs> That's the patron saint of data transfer. Oh, yeah. That's I Datos. thought he was kind of tops in this room. Only when it comes to data transfer. Uh, let's see. Oh, so there are there But he are works tiers. for me. <laughs> see, I, I don't assigned know. him as my patron saint. It, it seems like you pray to him a lot. <laughs> there, 
there's no prayer going on. Oh, uh, sure, sure, sure. The sure, closest sure. thing to prayer in this house is when the wife is hung over from binge drinking with your wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good times. And that's praying to the porcelain god. You know, one thing I will say about this is it's just funny how they all think they, you know, this persona you've created because, I mean, little do they know you're actually a Mormon and you're pretty devout. <laughs> fucking hilarious if i were actually a like mormon? an actual fucking just not even a mormon but just like a devout religious person and this is just something you still do for fun well, first of all i would be lying so there yeah. would be and then we're covering all sorts of sinful movies but you would go and to then church. i say all sorts of blasphemous horrible things you go to church ask that, for forgiveness that would make me a constantly relapsing in and out of salvation christian which would be like every fucking christian that has ever fucking existed <laughs> i was, I was but, about to say but, like, I just, it wouldn't be worth it. You go to church on Sunday, to, you know, ask forgiveness, which you did Monday through Saturday. <laughs> well, that's how you Catholics fucking work, for sure. Well, that's how everyone works, for fucking sure. All right? <laughs> Unless you're really annoying or a nerd. Well, the evangelicals actually think that all of the sin that they do is God's will, and that's why it's okay for them to do the horrible things that they're doing. That's even worse than Catholics, man. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. the fucking worst. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. That sounds bad. None of them are going to listen to this show, and if they fucking do... You fucking deserve our ire. <laughs> They'd listen to it probably to get mad at stuff. <laughs> yeah. there, are, there are people out in this world who will strictly read things that know that will make them angry or listen or watch things that they know will make them angry for that simple purpose, to get angry. What's the Howard Stern effect? Yeah. The yeah. people who hate us listen to us more. Yeah, right. But I don't think that works for podcasts. No, I don't think so. Podcasting is too much of a technology thing that evangelicals kind of stay away from. Well, yeah. Podcasting is of the devil. That's why yeah. it's so fucking fun the internet is of the devil that's why it's so fucking fun <laughs> all the good places that we like to go on the internet are of the devil <laughs> yeah, so that's oh true. yeah all right so now that you're on the flick chat app you're gonna definitely spend the rest of the fucking night like going through some of the chats and like talking shit on well, people. Not, not all the night because i have to read the notes if you did the notes yeah i probably would be and this is how the show would go you would do like a whole great note taking thing and i'd just be on my phone going uh-huh yeah totally dude you nailed that one <laughs> oh boy this is why i made you do the notes so you have to actually engage with the movies i do engage usually unless i just joined a new group where i wanted to see what everyone was doing and then i would be paying attention to you that's what you're supposed to do at work oh well yeah i do that too good but you <laughs> yeah, do that yeah, under yeah. your actual account <laughs> yeah. of who you really are yeah not this person that you pretend to be on the air yes which is still basically you you just remove the filters that you put up at work to make people think that you might actually be an okay person this is true this is true <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, I'm usually a lot more chemically altered when I come walking in here. So <laughs> I take Prozac now. I have to be happy. I take happy pills prescribed by a physician. By my neurophysiologist. <laughs> I, don't I don't do, do it. it. All right, I, I ingest, ingest it. it on orders from my <laughs> neurophysiologist. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gross Point Blank, which is a movie you'll never get to do on this show. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's because that's a Bev movie, right? Yeah, yeah she yeah. loves that's that movie. De- yeah, I know Bev. Bev loves that movie. There's so. no way you'll get to do that. No, on no, show. that's definitely going to be a Bev show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be something Bev's going to have to do. Because... But do you know what you get to talk about tonight on the show, though? Oh, we get to talk about the house that screamed. Yes. 
Yes. Now, you watched the extended version, did you yes. not? Yes. Yeah, it should have said extended on there. It did, there. yeah. Yeah, that's the version that I watched as well. It was about, like, what, an hour and 40-something minutes? Yep. Yeah. Which is a really rough, uh, thrown-together version from stuff from VHS and then the restored transfers. It's really weird, yeah, when you're cutting in and out. Yeah, it bounces around a lot. And I've seen plenty of films like that to where it doesn't really bug me. You just realize that that's the restored footage. I, I, I won't even bury the lead on this. I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a great, suspenseful thriller. Yeah, it was um, kind of a pleasant surprise. I was expecting one thing. Yeah, and I me got a, too. I got a little taste of that one thing that I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. And then it went a completely different direction. And at first I was like, well, what the fuck? And then I'm like, oh, uh, what the fuck? Hey, I'm still into it. Yeah, I would say that this film definitely requires probably more than one viewing to kind of take it all in. Yes, I would say so. Um, and uh, once you watch it the second time around, the little hints and things that you should have noticed that you were missing because yeah. there's a bunch of girls running around and a girl's school acting like uh, shameless hussies I and mean, they're supposed to be french so you're really starting to hope some cool things are going to happen yeah but this is rated gp so no yeah. dice yep yeah, so no dice i mean you still get for gp you still get some you get a little something but not a little something, something and i but... didn't see what the rating was so yeah. i didn't know so i was hoping for a little something more well i was upset i'm like what the fuck and yeah. then i saw that it was actually rated gp and i'm like oh no oh. they were trying to be classy with yeah. a little bit of juicy yeah not juicy with a little bit of classy yeah yeah i I, I, I've been I I've been spoiled the latter. By, yeah, <laughs> I've been spoiled by Jess Franco films when it comes yeah. to girls' schools and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But there's still enough stuff to really kind of sink our teeth in. So instead, well, of like, it's actually just an entertaining movie. So wow, I'm actually really surprised that you came across that way. Actually, I can't wait to talk about it. Let's just yeah. stop beating around the bush. We're gonna take the break. Gonna play the Legion podcast promo ad. We'll have a little bit of music befitting of the house that screamed. And when we come back, we will have the radio spot for the movie. This will keep it quiet. <laughs> Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Here is a house where it all happens. Those tender together as we come closer together and as it happens it happens here in this house Let's stay. 
I've been waiting for an excuse to play old school fucking Depeche Mode on this show for like ever. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, so I was looking for songs that had the word house in the title. Yeah, well, yeah. And then when I started playing the song and I listened to the lyrics, I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, per- yeah. perfect. Yeah, that's this great. is so perfect. Yeah, that was pretty spot on. Yeah. I mean, it fits the movie down to a T. Do you yeah. want it actually fits the movie better than Matt? Uh, I'm going to guess the trailer. No, this radio spot. A whisper of death stirred the house and it screamed, murder, murder. This school specializes in students whose character is um, difficult. In order to bring them back to the right path, I must run this establishment with a firm hand. This was a strange kind of girls' school where unholy horror haunts the innocent and the wicked are filled with distorted desires. Every three weeks, a young man comes to visit here. Each time, one of us has a chance to meet him. Next time, it'll be my turn. The house that screamed is a finishing school for depravity, evil, and murder. See Lily Palmer as the mistress who teaches everything in The House That Screamed, in color, rated GP. There you go. Rated GP in full color. I don't remember the house ever screaming murder. Murder. I I know that there was a lot of no being screened by girls who were being forced to do things they didn't want to do by other girls that are in the house. Yeah. There's a whole lot of weird sort of sexual sadomasochistic weird torture play going on. Power plays too. Yeah. That they hint at. Power plays. That they hint at. Yeah. But they don't delve into enough for my taste. No. I sure would like to see Jess Franco have taken a shot at this kind of material yeah 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 that you'd get a different movie it's the kind of movie i could really get behind if you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. And i think you do we know we know it's the kind of movie that would need mace when you're around we get it we get it all right <laughs> i mean you always need mace when i'm around but <laughs> all right the house that screamed uh we start with a horse and carriage being brought in so we know this is old timey times classy uh, yes uh it's following up to a large mansion uh uh, we find that this is actually a school, and a new girl is being delivered to the school. We cut to class reading time, and as the headmistress kind of repeats things twice for people to write down to take notes or, you know, whatever, uh, <laughs> to fucking quote-unquote learn, uh, a girl refuses to take notes any longer. This girl is sent to the seclusion room and is escorted there by one of the senior members of the class. She, the headmistress is then interrupted again that she needs to go meet a new girl. As she leaves the as she's leaving the room going to meet her, the troublemaker actually tells her to go to hell. And so then she leaves and she She's begging to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. And she meets the new people in our first clip. Monsieur Baldi, I am Madame Fourneau, the principal of this college. What can I do for you? Pleasure to meet you, madame. I'd like to enroll Mademoiselle Gravan as a pupil here. Are you a relative? No, just a friend of the mother. We read your advertisement in the paper, and a colleague of mine recommended your establishment. But I hope you like it. Would you care to look around? Madame? This is the room for painting, drawing, and modeling. Three times a week, our pupils copy from real life in oil, aquarelle, and clay. Some of the paintings you see hanging on the walls of this establishment are the works of our pupils. There is? This way, please. I believe in healthy minds and healthy bodies for the girls entrusted in my care. This room's for music and dancing. Solfeggio is obligatory, but afterwards the pupils can choose piano, violin, harp, or the violoncello. The bar and the mirror are for belly exercises. I don't insist on them perfect. 
conducting the Zaal. But they must practice one hour a day. Besides providing them graceful movements, don't forget most of our pupils are no longer children, it also provides them with useful exercises and prevents them from indulging in morbid thoughts. Play the piano, mademoiselle. I learned a little three years ago, but I had to stop. But you still remember your solfeggio? Yes, I think so. What's the matter? Nothing. We want our girls to be expert in gardening. One of our pupils, Margaret Chagrin, became an authority on the subject. In our library, we have many of her essays on botanical specimens. They've been published by the Academy of Science. Oh, it's nothing. Just a flower pot that turned down. It was probably the wind. This way, please. Our garden in springtime is the envy of the entire neighborhood. Naturally, we use Of course, our pupils are also given cookery lessons. As you know, culinary art is most important for future housewives. There's a very cordial atmosphere between our pupils. The ages vary between 15 and 21. But I'm sure that Mademoiselle will soon meet good and new friends among them, and that she will soon feel absolutely at home with us. This is the dining room. I could also show you the workroom and the reading room, but I don't want to tie you. Would you like to see the dormitories? No, it's not necessary, thank you, madame. How old are you, mademoiselle? Eighteen and a half. Have you ever been to boarding school? No, madame. Ah, Marie, please take mademoiselle Graven to the dining room. It's five o'clock. She might like some tea and biscuits. We'll join you there in a few minutes. Shall we go into the library? Certainly. After you, madame. Please sit down. Thank you. Name of the parents, please. Her mother's called Violette Graven. She's a very good friend of mine, as I said. I want you to know that we are very discreet here, particularly what concerns the parents of the students. So a friend of mine told me, Monsieur Moreau from Avignon, who recommended you to me. The mother of Therese only wishes she could educate the girl all by herself, but I'm afraid that at the moment she's not able to. Well, she can stay with us until she comes of age. All we need to know is the name and the dress of the person directly responsible for her. And the sum of 300 francs per term must always be paid in advance. All right. Mother's name is Violette Grevin, Place des Arts, Avignon. For two terms in advance. Would you like a receipt? No, it's not necessary. This school specializes in students whose character is, um, shall we say, um, difficult. And there are a few among them who, in spite of their youth, have not exactly led exemplary lives. In order to bring them back to the right path, I must run this establishment with a firm hand. Well, a firm hand, a hand typically means, you know, something interesting is going to happen. And the start of this movie with this talk of the, you know, the one girl being bad, put in a seclusion room, talking shit, you know, demanding to basically be punished. Then this talk of a firm hand and how they are all girls who have been somewhat tainted, I guess, is what she's getting at. But she says, like, marked. Naughty. Yeah, but, well, I think what she's getting at is um, they lost their virginity or yeah. have stolen things or done bad things. And now the parents. They've been hell on their parents in some way shape or form so this is basically a turn of the century french girls reform school yes this setting is the kind of movie that i really want to watch like was your was your blood starting to pump here when we got started i was getting super excited about yeah. this and yeah. then when it never delivered on that promise because it ended up being rated gp yeah i just felt the biggest letdown of my life now, there has to be other movies that could have satisfied yes that urge but i'm always 
looking for new, Matt. I understand. There's what you're used to, and then there's what's new. I understand. You want to expand your horizons. I want to see a new set of boobs yeah. and new groups of girls being tormented mm-hmm. in a women's prison slash reform school. I mean, once you've seen one set of boobs. You need to see every other set yeah, of boobs. You got to collect them all, man. I mean, they're like Pokemon at this point. Sort of. <laughs> so, like, I'm actually, like, at this point in the movie, like, really strapped in and really wanting some, like, you know, sleaze fest. Like, that's what I thought I was yeah. going to get. And I bought the movie just based on the fact that I had heard someone mention the title of it being a good horror film. So I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. You know, that's yeah. all I needed. Yeah, exactly. It was, you know, on sale. So I, I, I don't even know if I'd call this a horror film as much as I call it a, a thriller, a suspense thriller. Uh, it's horror. We'll get to it. But it is definitely horror. All right, man. Whatever. I, I don't agree with you there. Just because you say something is definitely something doesn't make it so. Your interpretation of the film as not being horror. Yes. I can squash, but I can't do that until the end of the film. All right. All right let's, we'll see. During this whole thing, she keeps feeling like she's being watched and you keep hearing like doors open and shut and things kind of falling. So obviously someone's following them as they go on this tour. Somebody's uh, being creepy. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, alone eating some biscuits and again, here's a door creaking. She get ready to check it out, but a maid stops her and asks her if anything's wrong. She says no, and she's like, well, you know, when you finish your biscuits, and she's like, I'm not that hungry. And then she makes sure to tell her to save them, because you don't get much to eat for dinner. So already, you're kind of like, well, shit, you know, feed the kids, please, because, you know, it's kind of part about being a boarding school, so you, know, you gotta keep them alive. I'm like, yes, deprivation, torment, torture, reform school girls, yes! No delivery. No delivery on that. Yeah. Nothing for you. Nothing. Good. <laughs> you already you already get a little too amped up tonight. I'm glad you got let down on this. Uh, we cut to dinner, and she's sharing her leftover biscuits. Um, and one of the senior students, the one who had to escort the one to the discipline room, uh, she keeps staring at her. That's already uncomfortable. It's like you're the new kid, and now all of a sudden, one of them's just staring at you constantly. So yeah, like this is more of a girl's prison than yeah. a reform school or a girl's finishing school, and it feels like she's being sent to prison for the very first time. Yeah. Like, whoever vetted this school to put her in didn't do a very good job. Well, from the sound of it, I don't think anybody actually cares for the girl, and they're just trying to... Unload her on someone else to take her care on of her? somebody else. Yes. Yes. Because it doesn't sound like she's been a bad kid, but they gotta unload her someplace, so... And if you read between the lines, I'm pretty sure the man who dropped her off is her mother's pimp. Possibly. Possibly. But he just, you know, wasn't her dad. So, uh... All this hinted at sleaze that's never delivered on. I know, right? Uh, dinner is over, and the girls uh, are, are walking up, and they're like, hey, what'd you bring? She's like, oh, I brought everything. And like, oh, can I buy? They want to buy, like, stockings off of her and all this other stuff that they don't have access to anymore. And um, it's a good up there. They're a really sexy corset. Yeah. And then she just ends up giving that away. Well, yeah, that, we haven't gotten there yet. But, yeah, she does. Well, and she seems a bit off-put, like, even having that corset. Like, she didn't know it was packed in her bags. So it was almost like somebody just hastily threw clothes in a bag for her and sent her on her way. Uh, indicating even more that they were just trying to get rid of this dead weight of a child that they didn't want. Yes. Which uh, is all children. Uh, the headmistress asked the three senior girls to go with her to the uh, the seclusion room. Uh, A.K.A. the sexual torture device storage. Yes. As they leave, all the girls are interested in the new girl, Teresa. Uh, the girls ask questions and talk more, and that is our next clip. Does your mother know anything about this school? Thanks. I think so. You think your parents will let you leave here if you want to? 
Sophia. Oh, of course. Then you won't be staying much longer. Three have already escaped. Therese, Mademoiselle de Pre will be here in a minute. Get ready quickly. Don't listen to those two. You won't find it all that bad here. Tomorrow when you see Catherine, that is unless they keep her another day and night in the punishment room, ask her what she thinks of the place. Who is Catherine? A very nice girl. Well, have you thought about your behavior this afternoon? Yes. Are you ready to apologize in front of your friends? Mademoiselle Lizzie, I'm talking to you. Answer me. Get up. Get up! You're a very bad influence, not only on your friends, but on the other girls as well. I will not stand for your insolence any longer. Why don't you throw me out? Nothing I would like better. But your people insist that you must stay. This is not the first time that I must punish you. Remember? Now for the last time. Will you come down with me now and apologize in front of everybody? All right. Take off your clothes. This is an order. Take off your clothes. This time you will have to do it. As you wish. Go on. As they begin this, they cut to the bedtime prayer for all the girls. At this point, we are doing a cut back and forth of the girls struggling, and then they rip the clothes off her back, and they start whipping her, and then it cuts back to girls saying prayers, cuts back to the girl getting whipped. It's all just pretty fucking bad. Right. Bad. Anyway. That whole prayer thing was ruining the vibe. So I, I thought because it was happening during the prayer, that might actually help you. It might have worked if um, they were praying over top of whipping her like uh, to make it like sacrilegious they, did, they never even cut back to the girls praying you hear them praying and, and just, just watching her get whipped well they're praying yeah. and then like you can hear them praying while she's being whipped yeah 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 that would have really worked for me that that might have done it yes M- movie makers who are listening to the show dude when we get to non-sploitation we'll be fine yeah okay you're gonna be good oh god you're gonna have a hard time getting through those episodes with me yeah <laughs> Uh, they, uh, finish the whipping, and the headmistress sends the other away and has a nice little convo with the girl in our next clip. You made me do this again. Don't you realize that I can't allow anybody to defy me? Not even you. You know this, don't you? Try to understand my position, please. I'm sorry, Katrin. Get some sleep. I know I won't. And then she kisses her back. Do you get the inclination that these two are in a sadomasochistic lesbian relationship? I don't know because I don't know. Well, it's, I'm sorry. You're right. It is a sadomasochistic relation with lesbian relationship, but I don't think the other girl likes the whippings. Like this is very much forced upon her. I think what it is, is they started a lesbian relationship that was just that. Then that girl felt more emboldened because she's, you know, doing the headmistress. And so she feels like she can be more like, because at this point she's laying there in a catatonic state, like almost uh-huh. shocked that they went through and whipped her. So, but who knows? Maybe that's a catatonic state of enjoyment. Maybe she did want to be whipped. I don't know. But she seemed pretty out of it there. And so. Either way, I was into it. Yeah. I mean, even if it was done against her will. I mean, for a movie, just to be able to enjoy uh, it as a movie. The movie. <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah, Man, it was you awesome. Hit, you hit right behind that movie. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to have that happen in real life. I want everything consensual in real life there you go but in the movie aspect of it like just because when i want to watch something that's supposed to be sick twisted and perverted yeah i want it to be sick twisted and perverted so bring it on fucking a man uh the headmistress leaves and then heads into a room where we see she confronts her son in our next clip did you watch the new girl and follow her around all day it's not true i saw you why do you always watch the girls and 
follow them around. I know you're not a child anymore, but you're not old enough to think about girls. Not yet. I forbid you to spy on them again. Do you hear? I can't afford to have a girl come to me complaining of my own son, or have her parents come to see me, and with good reason. Do you understand? Yes, Mother. Then why do you keep on doing it? I'm tired of saying the same thing over and over again. But, Mother, if I sometimes leave Don't my room... Don't you understand because... that none of these girls are any good? By the time they bring them to me, they're already marked. If they're not, well, you know what I mean. They've stolen or done worse things, and then they hand them over to me for correction. Impossible. In time, Louise, in time, you'll find the right girl. You'll marry her. You'll have your own home. These girls are poison. You need a woman like me who'll love you, take care of you, protect you. We'll find her. We'll see. We'll find her. Wow, she really loves her son. She's this lady's on a spectrum of some sort. I don't know what it is, but she's on it. <laughs> she's either like a really, really loving mother, or she's like a really fucked up mother. Listen, you can love your children, but you should never love your children. I mean, she really, really <laughs> wants her son to find a woman just like her. Just like her. And she's really creepy right off the get-go about not yeah. wanting him following these other girls around that are filthy I mean, rotten I, for, slime for, in her eyes for, to put it in today's terms she let her said says I don't want you running around with these skanks clip yeah I don't <laughs> Am I talking to you there or what? I'm just <laughs> trying to look out for you, Court, I guess. I suppose. <laughs> no, but like the, the layers of things that are implied in this yeah. just start getting deeper and deeper. I know. Okay. It took me like three watchings to get that. I, t- like I watched this it. about three times yeah. in a jam-packed weekend I had. I had family in town right. and shit. Yeah. But I got I was able to watch it three times. I, I'm in okay, let's just say this. We are now at minute twenty five fifty nine. So of the time. That's in when this clip yeah. ended and i'm already in on like six different stories that this movie could be telling me right now and i'm waiting to hear some more i'm like i'm already i'm i'm like invested now this film could very easily be a streaming service like series that yeah. just goes on and on about the weird twisted interpersonal relationships you and have perversion. six stories in here yeah i mean it's so fucking layered it like, kind of reminds me of what sometimes um american horror story tries to do with their seasons sort of yeah yeah, with like these morbid stories. Like every story, there's like different stories and involved in one big main one, but they're all morbid and it's all bad. <laughs> None of it's good and it's entertaining as shit. But we got a lot of great stories here. Yeah, uh, I've th- already bought into the. And you know what else does it for me? The music. Whoever composed score is the, awesome. the score yeah. on this did a brilliant job because it, yeah. it, 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 every scene, the music, it, it escalates the scene up. Yeah. It makes you either uncomfortable, it makes you sit on the edge of your seat. It's just great. So I, I really want to push that the score of this movie is done really well and well. We see the next day, Teresa and another girl have to go ahead and make the beds. Uh, actually, it's supposed to be this girl and then the girl they just whipped. But because she isn't here to make the beds, the kind of the senior girl, who's kind of the headmistress's right-hand girl for the students, is it says that Teresa now has to make the beds. And, a- AKA uh, dominatrix um, apprentice. Yes. And, uh, well, they do that, but also, they're gonna have some gossip, and it's talking, and I'm not writing shit down, so that's our next clip. Not much to do. Just make the beds and open the windows. No sweeping? No. All the rest of the cleaning and dusting is done by Lucy. She's a maid who works in the kitchen as well. Don't worry, we'll finish this in no time. You got a boyfriend? No. You mean, uh, you've never been out with a boy alone? No. Really? 
I'm glad for your sake. It's better for you. You won't mind being locked up here without boys. As for me, I can't stand it. The rest of the bad things aren't important. But to go months and months, you know, without seeing any boys. Why, most of the girls here are on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Every three weeks, a young man comes to visit here. Here? That's right, here. His name's Henry. He delivers wood from the village. Not much to look at, but... Anyway, he comes to sock up the woodshed outside. Each time, one of us has a chance to meet him there. Next time, it'll be my turn. How do you mean, your turn? Yes, we all draw lots to see who's going to meet him each time. But you'd understand better why we do it if you'd had a boyfriend before. Oh, I understand. I think that all the girls who ran away did it because they wanted to be with their boyfriends. Or find one. And that's why the only one who doesn't mind being here is Isabel. Isabel? Yes, Isabel Delorme. She sleeps just over there. She's a blonde about 15. Oh, yes, I know her. Well, she's in love with Madame Fanot's son. Her son? Yes, he's on the second floor. I suppose he's about 16 or 17 years old. Personally, I think he's stupid. He's a peeping Tom as well. He spends most of his time watching us through any door or window he can find. Isabel, of course, thinks he's terribly intelligent. Do you mean they meet? Oh, yes. When Mademoiselle Dupre is in charge of class, you can always slip away. So Henry has a hell of a great life. Henry and Lewis. Oh, well, Henry the woodman. Yeah, he's got a, the wood dude's got some. He gets to deliver wood three times a week and deliver wood three, three times, times a week. week. He delivers three, three, every three weeks. I he delivers say. wood three times a week and he also delivers lumber three times a week. <laughs> and apparently he's delivering wood to a different cubby hole every three weeks. Yeah. And he, you know, apparently he's not even all that good looking. So he does you have to be good looking to get this kind of action lucky fucking bastard i know man why couldn't i have had that summer job well you did but that's kind of why you can't move in right next to a school anymore <laughs> wow you made that go super dark i did i did oh like you're the only one who gets to go super dark with the jokes <laughs> I am. No. I run Bartertown. Well, I mean, you do run Bartertown, but you're not the only one. But in all seriousness, right? Yeah, no. These I mean, are some thirsty, horny bitches. Yeah. <laughs> They, they certainly are. I mean, they are, and it's like, it becomes a, even more obvious as the movie goes on. Yeah. But the way that one girl is talking where she's like, oh, so you've never been alone with a boy or yeah, whatever. Know, yeah. She's literally saying like, oh, so you don't know what you're missing because you haven't had sex. Yeah. This guy has the, <laughs> this guy has the equivalent of a million dollars. So we take a million dollars to double up on a dude like him. So, but he has it. Well, I mean, we were talking before whenever we did. Um, Lorelai's grasp and that Sigurd guy showed up at the all-girls school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like he was actually a relatively decent looking dude and all the girls were attracted to him because of that. Yeah. And they were like all after his candy. Mm -hmm. The girls in this school, the house that is screaming, apparently it's the house that is screaming for cock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Clip. Yeah. Because <laughs> these chicks are so desperate for a dude, they draw lots to get laid every three weeks by a wood delivery dude that isn't even that great looking. Like to be in the, rolling around in the hay in the barn and breathy clusters. All I'm saying is the potential for mm. the sleaze that you could amp up in this movie. Oh, it's there. Yeah, it's so fucking... And again, here's a whole other storyline now about this guy. You would have girls getting jealous. Again, you, you had such a great point saying this could be a 
miniseries because you have all these girls who get jealous about it times. Doesn't even, that, it doesn't even have to be a miniseries. It could that, seriously just go on for seasons and seasons yeah. of, of this weird psychosexual drama mixed with the horror girls, going on. Girls leave, new girls come in, so you always have a you know, fresh batch of actors girls, and actresses. Girls and, disappear. Yeah, you don't know what the fuck's happening. Uh, the son of the matron gets jealous of the woodsman, so he disappears, so now they have a new guy delivering the wood who's even more better looking. Yeah. The girls get even thirstier. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, we, we, maybe a thunderstorm hits, they have to cuddle in bed because they're all scared together. You're giving this a lot more thought now. I'm going to shut up now. Yeah, pump the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is, that as much as I enjoyed this movie, it had so many different possibilities going through it my did. head. It did. I mean, what you could do with this kind of a storyline and all the story stuff they were hinting at. Well, now we cut to it's time to practice ballet. And after practice, the young lady who's been seeing Lewis, I believe they said her name was Isabel? Uh, possibly. I don't yeah. know. Um, she sneaks and meets up with Lewis, and that is our next clip. Hello. Were you waiting here? Oh, I came after lunch. But you've been here more than three hours then. Oh, it doesn't matter. Did anyone see you come in? No, I don't think so. I'm terribly worried in case they find out about you. Worried for your sake, I mean. And I'm worried for your sake. Is that for me? Yes, for you. Thank you. One day, very soon, the two of us will leave this place. And your mother? I've told you again and again. It doesn't matter. I can't. I can't nor want to go on like this, having to hide so that we can meet all the time, frightened that at any moment they might catch us, and that... Who is out there? I don't know. One of the great things in that scene is that you hear footsteps walking up, and again, the score ramps up, and you are just really on the edge of your seat waiting to see if they get caught, because that's going to be some horrific shit for that young lady if they're caught. I also have to say, like, the guy that's in this school isn't playing it very cool. No. When he's sneaking around trying to do all the Peeping Tom stuff, yeah, like, all he really has to do is just be there and play it cool. Yeah. Eventually, one of them is going to get thirsty enough to make a play for him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He has a strike against him because he's the headmistress's son. And, and, is and, that a strike against him or is a that a bonus because she could get, they could get back at her through well, him? At the beginning, that's a strike against him because everyone's going to be like, well, I don't want to piss her off. Right. But as soon as one of the ones gets in enough trouble doing other things, then it becomes a point for him. So it's really just he has to bide his time waiting. Right. right. Yeah. If I, were in this still, ki- if I were in this kid's situation, yeah, I would again be a much happier person. It would still be a. It's still kind of a strike though, because Woodman, dude, it don't matter. You know, everyone's gonna want a piece. Worst that happens there's, to him is he gets fired. Yeah, there's enough girls though who will be like, still wouldn't even take a chance at hitting that because who knows what his mom's gonna do. Right. So while the, well, you only have a select few who'd be like, well, fuck her, I want to piss her off anyway. All the rest of them are still wanting Woodland, dude. So yeah, I'm still back to one to be the woodland guy. I would make an excuse to be like a handyman around the place or something. If yeah, because their handyman's really weird looking. Uh, at this point now, it's time to garden. Yay. Uh, <laughs> we start learning about, we go into a long diatribe about how plants grow, which is somewhat right, but no one ever fucking mentions photosynthesis, so I don't really want to listen to them anymore. It was also an allegory for sex. I know. Planting the seed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the way yeah. she was sticking her finger into yeah. the soil yeah. for the seed to be planted, yeah. but prepping it first with her finger. But if you're not blinding me with science, then I don't care about it. If you're blinding me with sexual innuendo, <laughs> then you care about it. I'm 
all about it. <laughs> and this film is dripping with nothing but innuendo. Yes. Uh, as... This could be called The House That Dripped With Innuendo. <laughs> be a great one. Uh, as Teresa is planting the seed, uh, she looks up and sees a creepy guy staring at her through the window. So and he walks away. Well, Teresa is called away from her planting duties to meet with the headmistress. But we find out it's actually that senior girl who's constantly been staring at her. Her name is Irene, and they talk in our next clip. But where's Madame Fourneau? I called you. Come in. I'm making some tea. Would you like some? This morning I left you alone with Suzanne on purpose. She talks a lot, and I imagine by now that you know how the school is run. No. Didn't she talk about me? No. Are you sure? Yes, of course I am. Didn't she tell you about Henry and about what goes on in the shed every three weeks? Yes, she told me that. So she did tell you? I don't understand. I'm the one who organizes everything around here. Amongst others, the visits to the shed on the day that Henry comes and many other things which you'll find out soon. Madame Fourneau doesn't like anyone lacking in discipline and it's up to me whether she finds out or not. Have some tea. What have you been doing? I was gardening. Wash your hands. It depends on you whether your life here in school will be nice or not. I can see to it that you eat well and that you don't have to work too hard. I can even let you meet Henry. All you have to do is obey me. Obey me in everything I tell you. And as she's saying this, she is rubbing her hands, like rubbing uh, Teresa's hands dry. Uh-huh. Dude, man, there's so many storylines happening right now. So the like prefect girl of this school is essentially like a predatory lesbian who has learned by the tutelage of the headmistress on how to essentially indulge her sadomasochistic tendencies by domineering all of the women around her and tormenting them for her own sick sadistic pleasure using her power to her advantage yeah she is she is basically the head guard of the prison yes this is a women's prison movie yeah in under the guise of a girl's a school. school yeah yeah like but on top of that it has all this other weird in- mystery and intrigue and yeah romance and weird stuff like just so much shit just jammed into like an hour and 40 some odd minutes well uh, yeah it's <laughs> it's unbelievable i know it's it hard just... to believe the original cut was only 90 minutes well that it was cut down they cut a yeah. few things out here and there but even that like even those cuts because i did watch those even they have about like seven or eight different layers of story thrown in oh, man, that's amazing um well it's bedtime and irene is just leering at Teresa the entire time that's not going to make you feel uncomfortable right before you go to sleep uh lewis's girlfriend finds keys in her bed she escapes into a restroom stall and reads a note from lewis where to meet him that night and where the what the keys are actually for do she- we know for sure the note is from Lewis at this point or well, it's it is, signed Lewis she thinks it's Lewis yeah, so it's, she th- it's, a, it's a note signed Lewis we don't know if Lewis wrote it or not at this point and she assumes that this is the escape he's been telling yes. her is going to happen so she rips up the note and that night she makes her move she arrives into the atrium and is asking for Lewis and then is attacked and stabbed to death in slow motion yes. uh, according to what I read in the trivia this is the first slow motion death scene on film. Really? Apparently. Wow. Yeah. Well, all right then. If IMDB is to be believed about this, this was uh, the pioneering first slow death, slow motion death scene. Well, there you go. The stab, the initial stab that goes into slow motion where you actually see it go into the 
body. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's that good. That was intense. Yeah. Like, they did a really good job with that, even though it was, like, you know, added in footage from whatever VHS transfer or whatever, uh-huh. and it wasn't all that pristine, it still looked incredible. It was amazing. So, now the, uh, we cut back the girl who was whipped earlier. She is being released from the seclusion room. She seems pretty much walking, almost like she's just completely out of it. Well, she walks into the headmistress, dressing down the entire group of girls, and that is our next clip. To tell me all that you know now. I must warn you that anyone covering up for her will be punished in exactly the same way as the one who escaped this morning when Mademoiselle Dupre came to wake you. This door was open. Therefore, Isabel Delorme left this way. She must have used a key or something, and a key makes a noise. Well, I see by the door, but I heard nothing. That's very strange, Mademoiselle Dupin. Especially since you're the only one with the key to the dormitory. The keys that you gave me were with me all the time. It would be impossible to take them without waking me. Well, if any one of you thinks of following in the footsteps of Mademoiselle Delorme, I advise her to do it very well and very secretly. Don't let me catch you at it. For if I find another girl trying to escape, well, you know me by now, don't you? Have the locks changed. It's the dormitory and it's the door. How many keys shall I get? Three. One for me, one for you, and one for Tupin. You don't think your auntie Pan helped Isabel to escape? You're in? No. Get a carpenter. Have every window on the ground floor nailed down. They want to escape, they will. This is a boarding school, not a prison. If it isn't one, we'll make it one. Go to the village, please, and see if there's any news of Isabel. Yes, madame. But it's Tuesday today. The girls take their showers. Who will be there? I will. Monsieur Brescia, the water! Hello, the girls take their showers today. Yes, they do. And it is shower time, but they also shower in nightgowns. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know, man. What the fuck movie? I just, I was like, ooh, shower scene. Then everyone's in nightgowns showering, and I'm like, all right. Fucking fine, I guess. Pay attention to the story. I mean, this was a Spanish production in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. I'm wondering if if there is an unclothed version of that somewhere that's about to be unveiled, possibly. great, but I don't know. And I don't think so, because the scene is set up for something major to happen. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Lewis sneaks around and goes into some crawl space to spy on the girl showering. A worker comes in, realizes uh to release some steam and sees the crawl space door open and closes it and leaves and this traps lewis i felt nothing for him being trapped in there i no, felt like he deserved it yeah he, he did he definitely fucking deserved it like find a better way to spy on the girl's shower yeah but you now it still added a layer Clip. of suspense to it still adds a layer of suspense to this scene though because she will lose her shit if her son dies yeah or is or if he has to make enough noise gets caught by her spying on the girls in the shower she'll lose her shit again yeah because she's already warned him to stop spying on the girls yeah and all the girls know that he's been peeping on them and i think some of them like it others don't like it yeah they just want him to like leave them be in peace because most of them aren't into him no they're into the woodman henry well it's because he delivers the wood yeah yes and the lumber he's dependable to deliver the wood every three weeks and the lumber. The girl who was whipped, she's going to shower nude. And uh, this um, this gives uh, the mistress, uh, the headmistress, a little flum- uh, flummoxing there. She feels a little hot under the collar. She's purposely taking off her s- yeah. nightdress or whatever it is that she's showering on to reveal her naked body to the headmistress and stand there and soap it up. She is and doing this-, this to entice the headmistress. And this mistress. must be an option of something you can do because she even says, what do you have? 
problem with this? And the headmistress was like, no, of course not. And she's like, but she definitely, she doesn't have a problem with it. She's just. I would imagine that the girls all know that the fucking pervert son of the headmistress yeah. is in there peeping on them. So they... And also there's no sour curtains. So they're all showering out in the open. Around each other. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. But like, how clean can you possibly get taking a shower with a nightgown on? Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. This is supposed to be 18th century French, France. How clean was anybody at that point in time? I mean, modern day French. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just extrapolate saying. that backwards. Yeah. Do we have any listeners in France? I don't know. Yeah. Well, fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. They think Jerry Lewis is a fucking genius, so they probably won't even get us. No, no. They Yeah, they would definitely not get this. They'd sit there smoking a cigarette, calling us American pigs. Well, they're not wrong. No, they're right, of course. I'm just yeah. saying that's all they're going to do. <laughs> More or less. They'll look down their noses at us. Yeah. Uh, uh, while all this is happening, Lewis is now starting to panic. They can actually hear he's trying to kick the door, and they can actually hear it in there, but he could be explained as it just being the pipes. As everyone is leaving, uh, he actually is able to talk to Teresa as she's kind of alone and ask her for her help as she finishing up. We then cut to the three senior girls, and they ask for Teresa to meet with her, and they threaten her, knowing that now they, uh, ever since that day, she has been seeing Lewis in the boiler room every day. She must have some kind of Florence Nightingale thing going on. Yeah. I mean, like, it took me a while to realize that because he asked for her help in the shower that somehow they became an item or friends. They're or, at least friends. Or I something. don't know if they're an item from the way they act, yeah. but she at least considers him a friend. But, like, if you know someone is watching you while you shower against your will and they get caught doing it, yeah, you, I wouldn't help them. Like, how altruistic is this Teresa character to do something like that? She's she's very naive. Well, yeah, well, she's never even been with a boy, so yeah. to speak, so she has no idea what she's missing, and maybe she doesn't realize just how much of a weirdo the headmistress's son is. Exactly. Well, the, anyway, they threaten Teresa, saying they must she must meet them later in a different room, and if they don't, though, they will tell the headmistress uh, that she was seen, that she is seeing her son. This felt real creepy, real fast before oh, yeah. anything else. Just the way that they're trying to leverage that the friendship. Actress like that. who plays Irene is a fucking stare and a half. It would make me super uncomfortable to be in the same room. Kind of turned me on. Okay. <laughs> that cold, heartless, yeah. I'm going to hurt you. Slight smile of. The enjoyment of causing others pain in that smile. Yeah. You, you could die to her looking as she's she's saying like the person she's with could die with her doing whatever they are she's going to be doing to them and the only reason she'd be upset is the amount of work she'd have to put into and to clean it up yeah she's pretty much a praying mantis yeah she will bite your head off to mate with you mm-hmm. yep uh the wood guy's here wood guy he's here to deliver lumber and, and wood, wood. <laughs> and irene sends uh another girl the same girl who had been talking to uh teresa about she said it was all. her turn so yeah. now she's actually getting it to happen. Uh, well, first they, they send her to check on some apple soup. Then she fools the lady cooking the apple soup, saying she also has to watch the atrium and a few other things in the house. She's in charge of everything. So she gets then a cook lady to cover her shift cooking the soup. And so she can go check that greenhouse. The girl meets with Wood Dude in the barn for some breathy clusters. 
Um, and we get a really intense scene of uh, all the other girls are, are sewing. No, they're doing needlepoint. Needlepoint. They're doing needlepoint. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, with uh, sex sounds as they all know what's about to happen for that other girl. Yeah, they and all you get to they see all look just, sweaty. And they're you, sweaty. They're sweaty thinking about it. You can just see you can see just how thirsty these bitches oh, are. Oh my god, they are so thirsty. These chicks are needy. And that dude is a fucking Powerade. Yeah, that's got frost on the outside. Of oh, it. they just are so fucking thirsty. And these girls have been walking in a fucking desert. Right. It's oh. just so dehydrated and the only that, thing that's going to quench the thirst is a dude that's delivering the wood listen you don't see nothing but that seed is hot <laughs> i mean like even though he throws her into like a compost heap yeah. it's the way the other women are reacting to it that makes it that way you, you, you cut and you just what you do is this scene is particularly you're just seeing them do their needlepoint but they all are just staring at one another i mean some are getting sweaty doing yeah. needlepoint because they're thinking about what's happening right now and they're also fidgeting their hands and doing things like yes. really like expressively like crazy yeah. emotionally stunned. Yeah. All the while, all you hear is the, sex noises. The, yeah, the sex noises. It's fucking hot, man. <laughs> For not seeing nothing, you sit there like after it's done, you sit there and you're like, I almost, I had to pause the movie because I'm like, do I need a cigarette right now? Because what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking hot. Like they did a really good job and yeah. it was all innuendo. It's all played in your mind. Yeah. And then you just see it written on all of these women's faces and it's like a really wonderful and beautiful display of female desire. Can you imagine? It was awesome. Yeah, if the headmistress left and Woodman just walks into the building and it's just all the girls were there, <laughs> he'd be a dead man. <laughs> but he'd die happy. <laughs> Death by Snoo Snoo. See? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yay! <laughs> I still like Death by Snoo Snoo. <laughs> they show the last victims and all the skeletons have broken pelvises. But With all their, giant grins. But all their arms are like behind their head like, like they're just having the time of their life yeah and all their skulls have giant grins on. yeah 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 it's just great um so uh then we cut to some outside lewis is reading a book and he starts playing with some ants and he lets one crawl in his book and then he plays with it before closing the book on it killing it psychopath that's yeah. a really important that's... volume of literature that you just destroyed with ant guts I think, oh right I think torturing think... a living thing yeah. is worse yeah and yeah. then killing it eventually after you play with it right yeah yeah th- no that's bad yeah but can we get back to how he destroyed a no 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 we're we're gonna go with how sometimes this facade of you being a normal human being uh-huh. falls away and we just see what sort of psycho you are i'm just saying that book was probably very valuable but not then and he no even then it would have been especially then it would have been very valuable um anyway he decides to head inside and he is confronted by mommy dearest in our next clip lois yes mother what were you doing in the garden i needed some fresh air well as the girls were having their music lesson i thought it would be all right now it's much too damp for you come inside you know you have to be careful but i am careful mother no you're not you read until all hours you don't sleep enough you don't eat enough but mother i'm not how am i going to run this establishment if i have to look after you all the time you know you're not like ordinary boys you've always been sick remember your asthma now your chest i know it's hard for you to be always indoors But it's absolutely necessary. Doctor said so. It's either that or the hospital. Yes, Mother. Oh, I would love to send you to college to be with boys of your own age. But at the time, it's absolutely impossible. I know, Mother. I know. More than anything in the world, Louis, I would love you to lead a normal life. But you must help me. 
And above all, I would like to trust you. But why do you say that, Mother? I always do whatever you ask me to. Really? I know you meet one of the girls nearly every afternoon. It's not true. You've been seen. By whom? Never mind by whom. I don't even know which girl it is. But I'll find out. Oh, I should really send you away, you know. But there isn't a school that would accept you in your present state of health, so I have to keep you here. Louis, I've told you a hundred times. None of these girls is any good to you. You need a woman like me who loves you and takes care of you. Now promise you'll never see that girl again, ever. I promise. Thank you. Thank you, Louis. You'll see. The day will come, not so long now, when you'll meet the right girl and you will fall in love. The kind of girl I used to be. Can you see? Strong, capable, and she'll live for you the way I live for you. Okay, so um, mom wants to bang her own kid here, right? Yeah, that's obvious. Okay, um, besides the fact that he is a psychopath who destroys books for no fucking reason other than he just wants to kill an ant. He wants to kill an animal, yeah. But, right, okay, so like, mom, how long has his mom been molesty creepy on him as well as some of the girls in and or under her care? I will bet you money she hasn't molested him yet because she's had the girls under her care. She's grooming him. But she's grooming him to find a woman just like her she's grooming him to it find ready for to... him to be with her yes yeah but she but wants yeah. she hasn't probably molested him yet because she's had an outlet for her various vices with these girls with these girls yes yeah it's probably the only thing saving that uh from going to a ancestral relationship well she's doing all sorts of other damage to him oh yeah emotionally as is yeah, you can oh my god he's you know, oh but your allergies and everything so you can't leave munchausen I... by proxy right yeah and she's totally like even like she's she's telling him how much she wants him to leave oh it, it, for her it would be best if he were to leave but you know she just can't let him right now just right now and could be 20 years down the road and she'll be saying the same thing to him yeah Teresa meets with the senior girls and oof, this is rough and it's also our next clip are we going to the kitchen no well where then you'll see but where you'll see why lock it Who's in there? Come in. Go on, then. Was she late? No. She came to the dining room as soon as the lesson finished. That's good, Therese. I like order and punctuality. Come in. This afternoon, after needlework, I spoke to Madame Fourneau, and I told her that her son often goes to the boiler room to meet someone. Don't worry, Therese. I didn't say it was you. I just said it was one of the girls, but I hadn't found out yet which one. It will depend on you whether I do tell her or not. Come in, Therese, dear. Come in. You should have seen Madame's reaction. She said she's going to expel the girl after writing to the father. By the way, Therese, you haven't a father, have you? Therese, dear, I asked you a question. Have you or not? No, my father's dead. Are you sure? Yeah. You're lying. My, my mother has a photograph. It's a very old one. But that could be anybody's. You've got your mother's name, haven't you? Well, have you or not? Yes. In Madame's office, there's a register of all the girls. And as I'm in charge of the correspondence, I get to know a lot of things. So don't try and deceive me, Therese, dear. Make us some tea. What does your mother do? Therese, we want to get to know you and get to know all about your family. Do you understand? Yes. Your mother works? Yes. What has? Um, well, she sings. Oh, a singer? Yes. Opera? No. Where does she sing, Therese? Um, uh, in Avignon. Oh, how interesting. Bring us a tea. So your mother works in Avignon, but that's a town. In which theatre or concert hall does she sing? I said in which theatre? In, in the Tivoli. The Tivoli? But that's a music hall or something worse. What is the Tivoli, Therese, dear? What is the Tivoli, Teresa? 
It's a cabaret. A cabaret? But those places are only for prostitutes. Is your mother one? Teresa, I'm asking if your mother is a prostitute. No, 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 she isn't. I think she is. No, she's a singer, that's all. Your mother's a prostitute. No, like all the women who no, go to those kind of places. Don't no, deny it. No, I she is, she oh, is. Please, I think she is. Don't no, tell me lies. No, your mother's a prostitute. No, she is. Don't she talk is. nonsense because no, I know very is. well. No, she's your mother, not. Your mother is an honest this lady. Is. All she does is sing. No, sing no, for the gentlemen no, who come to see her. And to sing, she wears these sort of clothes, right? Yes, I think this is your mother's, isn't it? Of course it is. I find it in your trunk. It's just like the one you get, Elaine. Of course, really, a theatrical costume now. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on! No, I won't! I won't! You wouldn't like my dad to find out it's you who sees the sun in the afternoon and all the girls who know what kind of work your mother does. Now put it on! You will put it on! We've never been to a cabaret. And we'd love to know what goes on in there. That's why you're going to sing a song from your mother's repertoire. Do you know any? No. And your mother never heard her songs? And your mother never sang any of them at home. I'm sure you remember some of them, or some of the words at least. Come, sing a little, and they will leave. Sing, Teresa. Sing. Sing! This is the moon I'll know. Louder, Teresa, louder. This is the moon I'll know. We still can't hear you. Louder and smile. The moon I'll know. No, Teresa, louder, Teresa. This is the moon I'll no. Teresa, smile, Teresa, and come on, sing louder. Moment. Now, come on, Teresa, sing. Sing, Teresa, sing, Teresa. Moment. That is the singing, sing. It's better, it's better. It's coming, Teresa. Well done. Now, smile more. No, smile more. And now, louder. Better, Teresa, better. Come on, smile like your mother. I'm sure that your mother smiles much more than that. Now, doesn't she? Smile. Come on, smile. Smile more. Smile and sing louder. Come on, louder. No, I can't. I can't. No one can hear you. Louder. No one sing louder and smile. No, I can't. Smile, Teresa. Smile. We'd better be going. All right, Teresa, get dressed. Tomorrow we'll go on. All right? Wow. Yeah. That that girl has a very serious sadistic streak. Uh-huh. And she cannot control herself. She was like, she would have kept tormenting that Even one of her cronies looked a little concerned. One was totally into it. The other one looked really concerned that it was going too far. Irene really has it in for Teresa. Yeah. And I think she has it in for her to break her to like her back. Yeah. I think she resents the fact that she's attracted to her. Yes. And like she had said, she learned a bunch of stuff from the, the head mistress or well, she'll say that later on but yeah. you get the feeling that she was a protege that then struck out on her own and that relationship ended because the headmistress likes them younger than what yes. she is now as a senior and that's why she moved on to the girl Isabella yeah. whoever she was after yeah the younger blonde girl who ended up disappearing yep and making her go crazy yeah and now this other girl is lashing out at people from the learned behavior that she picked up from the torment that the headmistress may have done to her yeah and awakened some of her own sort 
sort of sadosexual masochistic desires. Oh my God, yeah. Sexual sadomasochistic desires or whatever you want to say. Like some really weird, twisted stuff that it's you can really dig of... into to try and analyze what's going on. And like, because the movie doesn't tell you that's what happened. It just very heavily implies that that's how that took place. Well, and it, and sh- and maybe um, uh, Irene's a bit different than the headmistress. She did, she's not into the physical pain as much as she's into the psychological pain. Yeah, she likes to basically break emotionally destroy someone yeah. as opposed to physically harm them yeah it's dinner time and one of the girls asked Teresa if things if anything is wrong and she says no but she's clearly bothered <laughs> she was just emotionally raped <laughs> yes exactly uh, it's bedtime but we see Teresa gets up and she's looking to escape she opens up the window in the bedroom throws like some of her belongings down and then climbs out onto the ledge however we do see bad bitch is also wide awake and she leaves through the front door or through the bedroom door. At this point, uh, Teresa's able to use the ledge, crawl to a hallway window and access, so she has access to the hallway now. Uh, she uh, goes to see Lewis one last time and states that she is leaving. Uh, this is, uh, Lewis states this, this makes him very sad, but then he gives her some money to help get away, and she tells him that she will repay him. Uh, when she says what she's thinking of trying to do to escape, he tells her that she'll actually just have to try to climb the iron gate as every other way of getting out of here his mother has taken out. Locked down, yeah. Yep. As she's leaving out, she hits the bell on accident and kind of settles it down. Um, we see then, we cut to Irene is waiting outside by a tree looking at the front door, waiting. Uh, as she's still seeing there, she sees, we see Teresa light a match inside because she's checking a window and you could even see Teresa or Irene sees the match light from outside. Yeah, Irene's waiting because she yeah. is just looking for an excuse to mm-hmm. torment Teresa even more. Oh, yeah. And, and catching her trying to escape. Owner. Yeah. yeah. And catching her escape would be another way to have even more leverage to yep. torment her more. Teresa tries to climb out of a window and then she is caught from behind and her throat is slit in a very suspenseful scene. Just holy shit. Irene uh, runs back to the school and looks for Teresa but now can't find anybody. She finds a footprint and she follows some more markings but he goes all the way to the headmistress's room who asks her what she's doing there. Well, now we cut to the headmistress talking to the handyman in our next clip. I'm the wall without a ladder. It's impossible. Well, perhaps there's some loose bricks or some cracks in the wall she might have used. No, madame. Over the main gate. That's the only way out. She did not leave by the gate. Very well. Thank you. Brescia, nail down every window in the dining room. Yes, all right, madame. Teresa never left this house. Don't be absurd, Irene. Last night I was constantly by the gate. I was watching the house all the time. Teresa never left it. Perhaps she, uh, she left before you even reached the gate. I don't think so. Everything seems very strange, madame. What do you mean by strange? I'm thinking of the broken window and the light I saw in the dining room and the wet patch on the floor. Five girls have disappeared in less than four months. Therese is the fifth. In every reformatory or boarding school, girls are always running away. Yes, but in time one hears from them. Their parents write or bring them back. But I'm in charge of the correspondence here. We've never heard from any of these girls again. Well, perhaps they got home and their parents just never bothered to write. Well, then why didn't you write to them to let them know what had happened? Are you telling me what I'm supposed to do? I am telling you that strange things happen here. You and I know about them. It was you who taught me. But there are other things that I cannot and shall not tolerate. 
What are you talking about? I don't know, madame. Uh, I really don't know. Please, All I can say is that I'm leaving. You're staying, Mademoiselle Toupin. How will you stop me? You'll find out. I don't think it's wise for you to force me to stay here. Remember that I know many things about you and your methods of teaching. Whatever I do here is no different from what is done in any other school. Are you sure, madame? Your keys. So, uh, she is forced to hand over her keys, which means also she has lost her position of power in the, in the, in the school. In this conversation that she said, there are things that go on here, you know, but this, that you taught me and this is something different. So she's already admitting and copying to, yes, I've indulged in some of the things that you've taught me to indulge in. Yeah. You but, know, where it's like, she's literally I, saying, I may have learned the sadistic shit I'm into by watching you. And also she could maybe hold that over the headmistress to tell people. People what's happening in the school right because there's something different going on that even this sadistic bitch is concerned about so you know it has to be bad if someone that is and that this sadistic is, where, is concerned about it and this is where you know she hasn't worried about any of the other girls but this is how you know that she actually liked, cared for Teresa cared, in a, a way she wasn't way. ready to deal with yes yeah. and that's why and you see even more we'll, we'll get to more stuff here uh, so again it's class time and again the girl who would not take notes before she's not taking them again and we when the headmistress, you know, calls her out on it, she then looks and Irene is just staring a fucking hole right into her. So much so, it makes the headmistress so uncomfortable that she says it's fine for the girl not to take notes today. So she gets out of her uh, another punishment, but mainly because her main person who does the punishments is now no longer working for her. Well, yeah, if you don't have your main weapon that you can yield to put people in their place, what are you going to use? Yeah, right? It's um, baking time and Irene is allowed to leave as all her dough is done and she runs into her friend and we see her testing windows as well in the kitchen she runs into her friend and her friend says everything is packed for her and what did she want her to do like the paintings and stuff in that room they were in with Teresa and she says burn all of that and it would be easier easy to escape here as they have not locked the kitchen window uh, then we cut to another uh, needlepoint session and just more staring again just the headmistress is going over everyone's needlepoint came to her and just another stare off session there so yeah if you could draw lasers between the two you would see where the holes would be being burned through people exactly uh, it's dinner time and this time Irene is staring at Teresa's empty seat with a lot of sadness in her face but so yeah I think she did have a she loved that, her in a way she wasn't ready to deal with yes and so it made her angry yeah and which is why it came out in such uh, um unbelievable sadistic tinge because she was punishing her for the way that she felt for her yes exactly uh it's it's now bedtime, and uh, Sophie, who's kind of like the uh, the headmistress's assistant, uh, they're talking, and the headmistress wants to see Irene now. Sophie goes, gets Irene, and tells her to go and see the headmistress, and because Sophie's not aware that she doesn't have her keys anymore, she lets her go about her way in the house and leaves her and heads off to bed. Um, at this point, I, uh, Irene gets ready to go see the headmistress, but then decides that this is her chance to leave. She keeps going to different windows, but it does seem that the headmistress has had all the windows now, even the ones in the kitchen, locked down and nailed, so you cannot get out. The headmistress hears Irene making all this racket and uh, and trying doors and windows and goes to investigate. Irene keeps looking for places to hide, uh, even so far as knocking on the girl's door to try to get back into her bed, but no one will answer. She heads up to the attic to hide, and the headmistress follows her. The headmistress goes through looking for her. She ends up 
finding Irene stabbed to death and missing her arms. Hands. 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 Yes, hands. And uh, she then finds her son in the attic, and that leads to our final clip. Mama, I'm so glad you've come. Come in. I was just going to call you. Look, there she is. Only the hands were missing. Irene had the same hands as yours. Slim, but strong. Look, I took the dress some time ago when I decided to make a girl like you. A girl for me. Now she's got everything. Blonde hair like yours. The same eyes. Isabel had almost the same eyes as yours. You always said I'd have a, have a girl like you when you were young. And now I've got her. Do you see? Lewis! Now you must teach her to take care of me the way you do. And love me as you've always loved me. Lewis! Lewis! Talk to her, mother. Talk to her. Jesus Christ. As the headmistress is locked in a room with a funky looking corpse and her son goes off into a almost catatonic stare off into nothingness, we roll credits. Holy fucking shit. What a fucking movie, man. That, that was a journey. That ending was the only thing that I was like, wait, when did they set this up? So I had to go back and watch it again. Yes. Because all, all the other stuff that we've discussed, all these little like threads of various storylines and interpersonal dramas that were going on. Yeah. I was able to follow no problem. And I disliked his character so much that I literally ignored him on screen all the time. Oh, yeah. And I would submit to you after the third time watching it, this movie did that on purpose. Yeah. So you didn't pay attention to the obvious clues it was laying down with him. They set him up to be so weak uh-huh. that you forget and, yes, miss all the obvious clues that he is obviously the killer in this house. Well, and the way that he's always following people and stalking and peeping, like his behavior starts to escalate. And also all the people who were killed went to places where he knew. He knew the routes they were taking. Yeah, he was following yeah. them. He he's made been... Isabella go on her route. Right. He got information from Teresa about her route. She right. told him. Yeah. And then I'm sure Aaron or Irene he was just following around. Right. And he waited until all the girls were quote unquote going to escape or probably came to him to aid them in his, their escape. Yes. And if you look at the relationship between the mother and him, she was literally handcrafting a serial killer in this house. Of with course. the weird twisted shit that she was involved in. The way that she was being domineering on him and all this other stuff. Like when you pay attention to that aspect of the story like you totally see how this guy was a serial killer in progress yeah and then the reasoning behind it it's all his mother's fault yes because of what she's been like reiterating with him where he's like well i can't find a girl you won't let me go out and find a girl so he's gonna make one out of the parts that he needs yeah and also it has to be just like her literally you know, it just kept it, she couldn't yeah. even just be like yes you know she could even just be like, okay because you could not have your son a headmistress can't have her son dating her students in a female boarding school it's not appropriate but then sure okay but so then let's say oh you just can't do that and yeah, but we're gonna get you into town so you meet a nice girl and you know because i know it's time instead though it turned into not just meeting a nice girl meeting a girl just like her and pushing that constantly and we we kind of glossed over it and we didn't talk about it but on that last clip where she's talking about how he needs to find someone just like her she kisses him oh yeah in a way that is uncomfortable Sin for anyone that's not 
not from the Appalachian. That's a sensual kiss. It's really fucking gross. That's what Bama moms do. Roll Tide. <laughs> it was super uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 And like when you see that, you're like, okay, so no wonder he's so fucked up. But then when they hit you with that left hook of, you know, just out of nowhere, that haymaker left hook that just hits you right in the face is like, holy shit. Yeah. He's this fucking serial killer. It's been him the entire time. They do an okay job with some red herrings, like where you kind of wonder what's going on with that, uh, that worker the guy. Creepy guy who was looking through yeah. the window. Hey, what if it's wood guy? Yeah. Shows up every three weeks and every and now girls, and then girls die. Yeah. Maybe he's telling them to leave and then maybe he's the one that's disappearing them elsewhere or something yep. like that. Yep. Yeah. And it's just the way that they set it up is so well done. I mean, they just had so many cool ideas and the threads that they just keep doing with all these stories and the interpersonal relationships, it takes quite a few viewings to really get that. Yeah. You know, and like, I actually, I would recommend the more stripped down, like 90 minute version or the 99 minute version. Uh-huh. Cause the added stuff that's in there, it's great. It gives yeah. you additional little pieces of story, but it doesn't really affect the overall threads. I don't think but, and it, it makes the running time a little more concise. Yeah. This movie will make you feel every part of it. You feel every time the mother interacts with her son, you feel uncomfortable. Every time Irene gets the girl, you know, Teresa alone, you feel nervous. Uh, every time the girls were trying to find a way out. You felt nervous on the edge of your seat. And yeah, and then, you know, hey, during that needlepoint scene with the wood guy, you kind of get a little, you know, excited. Listen, yeah. And then at the very end, you get just a gut punch. Yeah. That, yeah. It's fucking a great film. Yeah. Is it not half bad? Yeah. Maybe little... not what we were expecting, but still pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Like I wanted sleaze, and what I got was an unbelievably well crafted, innuendo filled, interpersonal, crazy ass girl school drama horror flick. Yeah. It was so cool the way they did that. It was so well done. Yeah. And like, it disappointed me in the most wonderful possible way. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> it exceeded what I was hoping you for. You sat there you're like, ah, oh, okay, so we're not going to get and any yeah, sleaze. Yeah, I, I totally played it up at the beginning. Yeah. Me wanting more sleaze. Yeah. It's but for no, the entertainment value so of the show. fucking good. It is. It's really well done. I really recommend this film. I never heard of this film before, so this is a good treat. Yeah, well, this was one of the ones where I had heard somebody talk about it, you know. Um, it's Spanish horror so i would assume it would probably be the guys from the nashi cash mentioned yeah. it or someone else that was mentioning spanish horror or whatever or i heard another podcaster or it just came up in conversation and the title got stuck in my brain uh-huh. so when i saw that it was on sale i picked up the blu-ray off of amazon for like dirt cheap yeah and i'm like okay well now's the time to do it you exactly know? It's bringing the spoopy it's a haunted i thought it was going to be like a haunted house sleazy girl school fest kind of thing uh, it was a suspense thriller horror it's everything yeah it was really well done and yeah. I'm, i can't scream the praises about this film enough. Me neither. It was so, awesome. So this PsyOps Labs will be the house that screams the praises of the yeah. house that screamed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It really great. It was. Film. It, guys, if you can't watch it, it's a great movie. <laughs> really easily to get your hands on it's a scream factory blu-ray you can find it just about anywhere yes all right so i got nothing else to say i can't heap yeah, any i got i got this. nothing i don't think i think we've done enough we've shot enough jism all over this story i think we've done enough damage for tonight <laughs> let's go home yeah. all right we're gonna take uh another break here we're gonna play a promo for a podcast that is really fitting for the dark and twisted subject matter in the house that screamed oh. gonna have a little bit of music befitting of the house that screamed and when we come back we're gonna do the psyop news that the listeners have been requesting. All right. Doms and subs, masters, mistresses, and slaves, owners and pets, daddies, mommies, and littles, primals and prey, switches, heathens, kinksters, and deviants. Welcome to Legion After Dark. 
Legion After Dark is a movie review podcast with a kinky twist. I'm your host, Lady M, and every episode I'll be reviewing a movie with a BDSM or kink theme. I'll also be talking about books, sex toys, bondage equipment, all the fun things that make life grand. I'll be featuring a different kink each episode, and I'll even give you a song to sing to. So join us on Legion After Dark. fits if you really think about the ending there. I was just yes. kind of waiting, trying to find something a little bit more, nice. you know. You know what? It was nice and subtle. Sometimes nice and subtle works. No, it never really works for this show. It does. It can. You know where nice and subtle definitely doesn't work for this show? Where's that at? In the PSYOP News! <laughs> This one, I guess. BBC News. Man sues Apple claiming iPhone turned him gay. Old cops are bumbling dummies. Wait, hey, what does that have to do with it? I don't know. A Russian man has launched a... Lo- of course, it's a Russian man. He's launched a <laughs> lawsuit against Apple claiming that an iPhone app turned him gay. He needs something. Does this make me gay? Because Putin is going to want to kill him. So, does this make me gay? Uh, uh, this guy's saying it does. I'm a homosexual. Sometimes. Uh, does he, this make me gay? He says this comes after an incident involving gay coin cryptocurrency. Wait, what? I'll, I'll read this again. Yeah. He says this comes after an incident involving gay coin cryptocurrency. Gay coin cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. Yes, yes, yes. All matters of form of currency. It's a thing. All matter of forms of currency are allowed here. Apparently. <laughs> uh, saying he suffered mortal harm, he is asking for one million rubles. Uh, it's going to cost you some serious cock. Or some serious rubles. Uh, according to a copy of the complaint seen by the news agency AFP. Homosexuality was decriminalized in Russia in 1993, but anti-gay prejudice is rife. In 2013, Russia passed legislation banning the spreading of what it described as gay propaganda. This officially bans the promotion of non-traditional lifestyles to minors, but in effect outlaws LGBT activism. So what's happened? In a suit filed on September 20th, it is claimed that the a cryptocurrency called GayCoin was delivered via a smartphone app 
rather than the Bitcoin he had ordered. Cryptocurrency is basically virtual money, like a online version of cash, and Bitcoin and Gaycoin are some of the currencies. Uh, according to the complaint, the Gaycoin cryptocurrency arrived with a note saying, don't judge until you try. Oh, he's looking for Wang. He f- uh, He's quoted in saying that he thought in truth, how can he judge something without trying it? He decided to try, so he decided to try same-sex relationships. Circle jerk! The complainant wrote. Okay, so there's a cryptocurrency. I don't. I don't see how this logic tracks. Uh-huh. There's a cryptocurrency. Yes. It's called Gay Coin. Yeah. He purchased Bitcoin. Yeah. But he got this other cryptocurrency. Yes. This is like the underpants gnomes thing here, like where they steal socks yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's a missing step here. No, well, okay, let's see here. But no, so far we we're at all the steps. So he spent the Gay Coin cryptocurrency. Well, they came with a note saying don't judge it till you try it so he decided to try same-sex relationships as well how is that the cryptocurrency's fault he says wait this gets this gets there's more he's also that part broke my brain he states that he now has a boyfriend and he doesn't know how to explain it to his parents circle jerk he adds that his life has been changed for the worse and he will never become normal again what he claims apple pushed him towards homosexuality through manipulation it's the erection that counts. And there's a lot of weighing around. He states the changes have caused him moral and mental harm. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, uh, Sebshat Gunvia says the company has a responsibility for their programs, despite the alleged exchange taking place on a third-party app. The court will hear the complaint on the 17th of October, according to information on its website. Apple has not responded to Newsbeat's request for comment. <laughs> Okay, so you spend a cryptocurrency yes. that tells you don't knock it until you try it. So he decides to go out and get a boyfriend. Right. And now he's mad about it. So if he got coin instead of gay coin, would he be pissed about what choices he made with his own life after that? Well, in, according to him, it's not his own choice. It's Apple. <laughs> uh, so they put chemicals in the iPhone but my that favorite are turning thing Russians right now, my fr- But no, my favorite thing right now, he still has a boyfriend. Right. And he's like so upset about the fact that he's into dudes now yes 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 <laughs> so his, what, his, what he needs to ask right, himself you know when, when he gets here's, when here's he gets it. the gay coin here's he needs it to is. Ask here himself, it is. hold on here's does a, this make me gay is this gonna be a total clip his need for dick is causing problems with his parents that's not really a clip <laughs> all right it doesn't bury you enough to be a possible <laughs> clip our clips our clips have become so prevalent now that yeah. we need to really bury ourselves yeah 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 i just don't i i don't get the logic there other than the fact that maybe he's just looking to get some money to probably escape an oppressive nation probably when he found out that you know all along he's actually felt this way or his parents are starting to get clued in and so he's trying to make excuse of what happened to him yeah that has to be it yeah but like seriously man yeah (laughs) that's 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 what it's like living in an oppressive culture like russia but of course our president wants to be their best friend because he's a shithead this country hasn't gotten much better for oppression it's just that there are more people that are able to fight back about it yes i'm not saying we're awesome or anything we are still a bunch of cunts america is a bunch of cunts i'm a cunt yes i am that too thank you everyone
for that assistance there. Yeah. So, I mean, the story in itself has some interesting aspects, but yeah. I can't really make too much fun of it because... It's sad. Yeah. It's The guy's living in a really oppressive, disgusting fucking regime. Yeah. And is he just trying to make an, any kind of excuse that he possibly can? I think so. Did not probably be beaten. And is, is it that or is his parents abandoning him or is he just trying to get some money to get the fuck out? Maybe. Maybe all of the above. Maybe he doesn't care and he just wants somebody to live in still Russia and he's not actually gay at all and he's just going to claim to be to try to get money. Who would ever do such a thing, Matt? Dude, with all the news that we've actually read, you're saying that so far-fetched that a person might try to think that? Yes. Really? Why would anyone ever do such a thing, Matt? Because human beings are a bunch of cunts. America is a bunch of cunts. And so's everyone else. <laughs> that may actually be the clip I was looking for when you said human beings are a bunch of cunts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, this show's gone over long already. I've uh, got I've got draft house of horror stuff I got to deal with. So right? we're gonna we're gonna close it off here with that requested news story. So there you go. There you go. We're gonna play the final ending Legion podcast promo. We're gonna have a little bit more music befitting of the house that screamed. And we come back, we will close out this show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema Psyops, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts. Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
that drives the point home enough there. Boo. <laughs> you were praising me about how I wasn't on the nose for the last one, and I don't need to be, and then I come back with this song to close out the well, show. Well, no, I was praising you for being subtle. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm super on the nose with this yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The lyrics fit a little too fucking well for the end of the show. a little too close for me. Yeah, the way that that movie ended. It was just a yeah. little too perfect. Also, any hinted necrophilia is, uh, you know, a good thing for me. Well, yes. Corpse fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can't get enough of... Corpse fucking. You definitely should check out our main landing page, legionpodcast.com <laughs> forward slash cinema dash psyops, where you can find several episodes about... Corpse fucking. And many other things that will probably get you really, really sick. In fact, if you are into... Finger bang a girl with a corpse hand. Or you just want to hear someone... I'm advocating corpse fucking here. Or you just... Corpse fucking. All day, every day. If that's... This is not the sickness with which I am down. Or maybe it is. You definitely want to check out our main landing page. All of those things are also available in our Facebook group, Cinema Psyops. But be careful what you post in there, folks. Don't get zooked for us. It's just not worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's not. You can also follow me on Facebook. I am Court Psyops. You can find Matt on Facebook, even though he doesn't participate there a lot. He is Matt Psyop. He signs in for just this show. Otherwise, he's under his normal login, where he interacts with people who apparently actually care about him. No, that still doesn't happen. (laughs) You can email feedback to Matt, which is apparently the best way to get a hold of him for booking things. It is. Psyopmat at gmail.com. You can also email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Although that's not necessarily the best place to book me for things. No, probably Facebook group. Well, Facebook group, message me on Facebook. Slide, slide in my, your DMs. Yeah, yeah. Click chat group, something like that. I mean, even if you email me, I'll probably still I'd get back I'd stay to off you, so. of Instagram also trying to get a hold of them because unless, you know, it's something to do with a cat or uh, suicide models. Suicide girls. Suicide girls. He, he's Suicide models may be something completely different that I want to make sure I'm not into. Yeah, he's into that too. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know. I'd have to see it first to tell you whether or not. Sometimes I don't know just how sick my mind is until I see it. Yeah, right? And then I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm into that. <laughs> I always like being around you when you see something new and see your eyes light up. And I'm like, oh, Court just found a new fetish. Look at that. <laughs> well, you could twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that is Twitter. I am at Court underscore PSYOP and he is at PSYOP Matt. See if you can help me discover my new fetish. Mm-hmm. I'm also available on the gram of instant. You just add water. That is cinema <laughs> underscore psyops. I'm going to keep riding that joke until I drown. Photosynthesis. <laughs> the one thing they didn't mention. The one thing they didn't mention. How fucking plants grow. <laughs> <laughs> Where you could slide into my DMs with the cinema underscore psyops of Instagram, but I probably won't respond as much because I just don't go on there other than to peruse photos of <laughs> cats and footage. Lovely ladies with tattoos and piercings. Photos and footage. footage. We are both now available in the Flick Chat app under the group code Cinema Psyops. And Matt promises me he will be more available in Flick Chat and be posting there more frequently. This is true. I, I actually like that format. It's kind of cool. I told you. Yeah, it's really cool. Why did it take you? It's under the threat of doxing why, to get you on there. Why didn't you tell me how cool it was? I had to literally threatened to dox you to get you on there. No, man. I just, I just joined it finally. If you'd have told me it was cool like that i'd have joined a long time ago i literally tried to tell you like every episode for the last couple of weeks Uh, i don't remember it that way (laughs) well matt tries to come to terms with his alcohol induced early onset alzheimer's kick the fuck out of this weekend make it your bitch
Manson. Uh, yes, down to a, a large Manson. We find out this a large what? Uh, Manson. Ma- ma- mansion. Mansion. Is that Thank Marilyn you. or Charles? Yes, both. You want to uh, just start from the yeah. large mansion and I'll uh, fix it. <clears throat> This girl is sent to the seclusion room and is escorted there by one of the senior members of the class. Gotta love a bad girl. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> girl that just won't fucking listen. Mm-hmm. That demands discipline. She's probably out back smoking, wearing a leather jacket at some point. Uh-huh. I mean. Black fingernail polish. Yeah. yeah Talks yeah. about how she's so fucking over it. Yep, yep. Yeah. Complains about her dad. A lot. A lot about yeah, her dad. Yeah. yeah. Gotta love those kind of girls. Gotta love it, man. That will, uh. That will uh, that will take up your summer, though. You got to really watch that. That kind of shit will take up your summer. Or the last twenty years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> In our next clip, did you even fucking write a single note? I sure fucking did. I thought this was important. It's all bad. <laughs> None of it's good, and it's entertaining as shit. What's bad and not good in this story? Okay, listen. Uh-huh. Uh, show aside. Yeah. This week, we're going to make that time with that doctor, okay? And we're going to talk to him, okay? You're going to open up. It's going to be okay. Why would you be involved with any psychologist I ever talked to? Because you wouldn't go see one if I didn't. <laughs> I'm not going to go see one if you are involved. Well, I won't be there. That's private. I'm just driving you there. Can't trust you because I, Lord knows, you'd rather go to Doctor Needle for your next tattoo instead of to an actual therapist. Well, that shit actually works. No, I it always doesn't. feel better after I've been tattooed. You're still fucked up, <laughs> and you're running out of open body space. Don't you judge me? <laughs> I do what works for me. God damn it! I haven't killed anybody yet that you can prove. <laughs> I would make an excuse to be like a handyman around the place or something. If yeah, because their handyman's really weird looking. Yeah. I think you could possibly... That guy should be doing a lot better than what he is, too. No, man. Have you seen him? He's got a, he's got a weird... He's got a wandering eye. I know what he looks like. I yeah. sit across from him once a week. Whoa, dude. I don't have a wonk guy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay, Matt. Sure you don't. I don't! There's only one way to prove this to the listeners. I'm not going to do that. So... <laughs> okay. So as far as the listeners know, you look exactly like the handyman of this This. School. I look like Sloth. Thanks. <laughs> From Goonies. Now, let's not insult sloth. How dare you, sir? <laughs> creepy guy staring at her through the window. So, and he walks away. That was not me. No. No, no, you're right. That guy was definitely taller. You were probably behind an actual bush. So, I mean, you're smarter. You're not just brazen. You can't just put your head face against the glass and say surprise. I don't, I don't peep. No. I'm not a peeping Tom. No, you stare. I don't, it's different. I don't, it's different. I don't watch people through windows or anything like that. Yeah. If I want to, like, peep at something, I pay first or I get permission. Oh, okay. You know. I mean, you're not hiding in bushes, man. Man, that's what you that's where you put cameras. So you're not actually doing it. It's the camera that's doing it. <laughs> I get you, man. Don't worry about it. You're fine. The you're fine. The camera is so in like it's just so uninvolved and cold and heartless. It's just no fun. A video camera? What is this? The Stone Ages? <laughs> I use live webcams that automatically beam everything to a private secured server. Wow, you thought about this a little too much. Well, I read your plans in your notebook, so <laughs> sometimes I get bored, okay? And I do read. <laughs> if I were that kind of twisted, I would be much more high-tech than even what you described. <laughs> oh my god, what would you do? Like I'm gonna fucking admit it! <laughs> I tried. <laughs> my lawyer has advised me to not continue this conversation. Which lawyer? <laughs> Number 13. Oh, okay, nice. I thought you only had 12. No, we had 13 last week. I had to have oh. a coven of lawyers, remember? Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. 
He's dependable to deliver the wood every three weeks. And the lumber. You know, uh, if it were me, I would deliver significantly less lumber and more, and wo- more wood. Yeah, me too. I would show up more frequently. Yes. To deliver Where, lumber. Why are we, we going to be like, why are you guys going through so much lumber? Let me, I'll come, uh, you know, every week. Regardless of what happens, every time I'm here, I will come for you. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes this facade of you being a normal human being uh-huh. falls away, and we just see what sort of psycho you are. I'm just saying that book was probably very valuable, but not then. And he, no, even then it would have been, especially then it would have been very valuable. Fuck books, man. Who needs them? <laughs> this is, this, is this Amer- fucking society. This is America. <laughs> you, you want books? Go back 500 years and read a fucking book. Oh, you are the fucking worst. I know, right? If you want a book, you read the Bible. <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> so that wall, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> hey, fuckers, religion's bullshit. God's not real. See, that guy needs to read the book. All right, the good book. Back to your fucking notes. <laughs> 20 years down the road, and she'll be saying the same thing to him. Yeah. If she hasn't died from dysentery. Why would she dysentery? Dysentery. Right, why would she dysentery? Well, I don't know. She seems like the kind of bitch who would do that. Fair enough. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. That was hot. No, dude, that wasn't hot. <laughs> Stop it. It's terrible. Yeah, really erotic. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to go see that doctor soon. It's going to be okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. It, it was sexy. It wasn't. It wasn't. Okay, sure. Whatever. Okay. Agree anyway. or disagree. <laughs> <laughs> sexual torture device storage. I know what you run around with these skanks.